Breaking now, a SWAT team officer shot while serving a search warrant. What we're learning helped save his life. New insight into the tragic shooting death of a five-year-old girl directly from the Durham police chief. Only on WRAL, our one-on-one about the emotional toll cases like this one take on her team. Storm chances ramp up tonight and last through the weekend. I'll show you who was added to the level one threat. A new beginning for a community center here in Durham, reopening today for the first time since being badly damaged by vandals. Let's get started with the radar right now at 7 o'clock, taking a live look. We got some storms headed our way, some showers in our area overnight. Thanks for joining us. I'm Dan Haggerty. And I'm Ashley Rowe. Tomorrow is when we could see severe weather. The intense heat is helping fuel a level one risk. Meteorologist Kat Campbell is in the WRAL Severe Weather Center with a timeline on this threat, Kat. There are actually two rounds of thunderstorms possible tomorrow, one in the morning and then another one later in the day. And that's the one that has a better chance that those storms could be severe. Damaging wind gusts and hail would be the main concerns. And that's why we're under a level one threat for severe weather. We are watching some storms up in West Virginia that are going to be crossing into Virginia in the next two hours. Those may actually begin to push in overnight. They're not likely to arrive until after midnight, but I've continued to analyze new data coming in. We get new models every hour, and given the new data, I've tweaked these storm chances hour by hour a bit. 40% chances by 3, 4 a.m., and by 6, 7, 8 a.m., a 60% chance of rain and storms. That's right in the heart of the morning commute. So it may be a bit slow going to start out your Friday morning. You'll want to check in with meteorologist Elizabeth Gardner before you head out of the house. 7 a.m. We've got these scattered showers and storms around. We should see the showers move out of here midday, get a little bit of a break, and then storms begin to fire back up later in the afternoon and evening hours. We have more storm chances into the weekend. I'll have a closer look at that and why we're likely to stay drier at the coast tomorrow coming up. Okay, Kat, thank you. We are learning more about what happened when a member of the Robinson County Sheriff's Office SWAT team was shot this afternoon. The incident happening at a mobile home park on Evergreen Church Road outside of Pembroke. Investigators saying deputies were called to that area to serve a warrant when they went inside the home. We're told that two deputies went two different ways. In the back bedroom, the sheriff said a woman was on the bed and a man was behind a door with a rifle aimed at the deputy. They say that the man fired at least four times. The deputy was shot twice. One bullet came out of the wall into the SWAT vehicle. Uh, the deputy was hit, uh, immediately fell down to the ground. One of the rounds hit him in the side, which caused him to not be able to breathe. Uh, other SWAT team members pulled him out. As they were doing that, the deputy was firing back because the suspect was still shooting. Now the sheriff tells us that the vest the deputy had on saved his life. Only on WRAL, new insight on the tragic shooting death of five-year-old Chloe Fennell. Chief Patrice Andrews sat down with WRAL's Lena Tillette about the shocking violence toward children that day. Chief Andrews is one of many officers who responded to the home on North Guthrie Avenue last week. That's where 15-year-old Destiny Sidbury had been shot multiple times. She was shielding children she was babysitting, including Chloe. And sadly, a bullet went through Destiny, striking Chloe and killing her. The suspect, Brian Lester, is Chloe's mother's cousin. Chief Andrews says they do not have a motive, maybe never will, though she added the investigation is not over. She says the loss of an innocent child is painful and it's been a rough week for the community, for her officers and for her. But it's tough. It really is because I have a five year old niece. And so Saturday she had a swim meet and I am watching her 
swim and I broke down, just broke down in tears because how can I be so happy when there is a mother that is without her five-year-old and a 15-year-old that is forever going to be changed? She's a hero, but she's forever going to be changed by what she has experienced. Mm. So sad. The chief has asked people to continue to pray for Chloe and Destiny's families. New tonight, Raleigh police are asking for the public's help after a shooting left a young girl and two women hurt. Neighbors tell WRAL a group of children were outside playing with water balloons when this terrible thing unfolded, a shooting. WRL's Chris Lovingood here with what else we know now about this investigation. Chris. Let's go break it down, Dan. This all happened on Orchard Hollow Lane last night, and new audio from radio traffic paints a picture of what happened as first responders showed up. A neighbor says that her child was injured running away from the sound of gunfire. Bullet holes were seen in windows that you just saw there and the side of a home. Police say the child and one of the women are expected to live the other woman who was shot is in the hospital with serious injuries at last check. Now, no arrests have been made so far. That's why police released this flyer this afternoon asking for anyone with help to reach out to Crime Stoppers. They're really trying to solve this right now. But again, something like this, it's you know, something we have to report on, obviously, but hopefully Certainly. someone comes forward. Absolutely. Chris, thank you. State health officials are warning residents to avoid eating some fish from the Cape Fear River. Today's advisory is due to contamination of what's called forever chemicals, toxic chemicals that never break down in the environment and have been linked to serious health issues. The new advisory recommends women of childbearing years and children should avoid eating certain kinds of fish altogether and for others to strictly limit their consumption of these freshwater fish caught in the middle and lower Cape Fear River, spanning from Fayetteville to New Hanover County. So these advisories um, are intended to help people understand those risks and to weigh those risks against what we know are some health benefits and positive health effects of catching and eating fish. Officials said all fish samples from this area contained forever chemicals. Those have been linked to developmental issues and even some cancers. Durham police say seven recent house fires are all being investigated as arson. The Durham Fire Department working with state and local officials at this point to figure out if the fires are related. All seven happened at abandoned homes between July 2nd and just yesterday was the most recent. Officials are asking the public to contact Crime Stoppers if they have any information. A new beginning tonight for a community center in Durham. The T.A. Grady Center is reopening after about a year after being badly damaged by vandals. Last year, we showed you destruction like this. Uh, a horrible situation, smashed sinks, broken glass. New tonight, WRL's Aaron Thomas is live with the new and improved space used to help people to find jobs. Aaron. Yeah, that's right, Dan. It, there's a, certainly a different level of vibrancy that we feel right here. Right here you have this uh, mural and then there's also artwork. This is all new at this valuable resource that folks living at nearby public housing can take advantage of all here at the T.A. Grady Center. I want you to look at this video. We got this uh, this evening. You can see there's these workspaces that people can take advantage of as they apply for jobs. There's also a new appliances and items that have been restored, like a water fountain, stove, desks, sinks and toilets. Today about 80 people, including city leaders and residents uh, who use this space, they all came out to celebrate the reopening of this center that's been part of this community for decades. Last year's round of vandalism was a setback. Help from volunteers led to today's comeback. We've uh, run up on a lot of obstacles. 
but nothing has deterred us from doing what we started out to do. Nothing will stop us. Yeah, definitely a lot of excitement for those who use this space. On our late news beginning at 10 on Fox 50, we're actually going to have a walkthrough of one of the directors and find out how the community was able to catch some of the vandals responsible for last year's damage. All Dan? right. Yep, it's a turning a page here. Aaron Thomas, live force in Durham. Thanks, Aaron. State lawmakers are considering a bill that would make it harder for people under 18 to get mental health care. Supporters say it's an important step toward reclaiming parents' rights. WRAL Capitol Bureau Chief Laura Leslie asked some Republican leaders why they're backing it. There's a big push all over the country to reassert parental rights over minors. The Parents' Bill of Rights that passed here recently is part of that, and this new Children's Laws omnibus is part of it, too. It's a response to some conservatives' beliefs that schools and educators are seeking to replace parents and indoctrinate students. Under current state law, people under 18 need parental consent for most medical care, but the law makes an exception for emotional disturbance. So minors are allowed to seek mental health counseling without the consent of their parents. State Representative John Torbett wants to change that. I think it supports parents. Torbett's bill, the Children's Laws Omnibus, would require mental health professionals to get parental consent before treating a minor, except in cases where the minor is a danger to themselves or others. Torbett believes counseling should always involve the parents. We have a big issue now about what are the legal rights of parents over their minor child, and there's a group of people out there, believe it or not, that evidently want to strip those rights away from the parent, so a minor has basically equal rights as their parents do, and that's just not the way our laws are set up. The the exception was put into the law to encourage kids who need help to get it. Advocates are worried the change will push away at-risk kids who need mental health care but don't want their parents to know. Jenny Fogg is with Disability Rights NC. In our work, we see mental health counseling as favorable to the student. And um, we any barriers that are put up for that are, are generally, in the long run, going to be... Um, prohibitive of, of the child getting what they need. The bill would also require health care providers to report to social services if they believe abuse or neglect could be happening. Some critics say abused kids could be put at even greater risk at home if their parents are notified that they're seeking counseling. Torbett doesn't deny that that could happen. Unfortunately, there are very evil people in, in our midst, but to not do something or try to strip the rights of a minor, of a minor away from their parents of, of all parents out there. It's not the right way to go. A hearing on the bill was scheduled for yesterday, but it was postponed due to concerns among some of the Republican leaders in the House. Torbett is hopeful it'll get its first hearing next week. Laura Leslie, WRAL News, Raleigh. Women and teens will soon have easier access to birth control. Coming up, we speak with an OBGYN about the significance of this news and advice if you're considering this option. And we're getting a first look at a brand new state-of-the-art park in our area. What makes it unlike anything in the region? The first ever over-the-counter birth control will soon be available in the U.S., largely expanding access to contraception. Today, FDA officials approved the oral contraceptive. It's called OPIL. The medication will be available at drugstores, convenience stores, grocery stores, and online without a prescription. It's expected to be available early next year. Joining us live now to talk about this is Dr. Amy Bryant, an OBGYN with UNC Health. Good evening. Thank you for joining us. 
Good evening. Thank you for having me here. Uh, first question to you, why is this so important? I think this is a very long-awaited day, a day where a medication that we know is very, very safe, very well tolerated, um, is given to um, to people to take it freely over the counter. Um, we know that birth control pills are far safer than things like Tylenol and ibuprofen. Uh, and we know that women and people who can get pregnant can very safely take these, um, take these pills. So I think this is a really great day for access for um, for people who need the convenience of being able to go to a um, to a drugstore to get um, to get their their birth control, it does expand access. But do you actually think that this will reduce the number of unplanned pregnancies? Um, yes, I think so. I think any time that you can add to um, to the armamentarium uh, armamentarium of what can prevent pregnancy, it will help to reduce unintended pregnancy. I think that the barrier for some people of needing to go into a um, doctor's office or to a pharmacy to obtain a medication is going to be taken away. And so people who know they're going to need this birth control are going to be able to get it much more quickly and, um, and, and again, very safely. Opal specifically is, it's called like a mini pill um, where it just has progestin. It does not have estrogen as well. So, uh, so I'm, I'm curious from your perspective, should women still be consulting their primary doctor or an OBGYN before getting this particular pill if they were going to go that route, that route? I think that um, women can consult their OBGYN if they have questions and if there are any issues that they need to address. But overall, a progestin-only pill is a very safe option for almost every condition. And I think it's also part of the process of approving this was making sure that people could understand who shouldn't take the pill. And so I think it's pretty clear that um, that this is a safe option and that this is something that people can get without actually consulting with their OBGYN. And absolutely anyone with questions beyond that should always feel feel that they should that they can go and see their OBGYN. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us here on WRAL. Dr. Bryant, thanks. Thank you. Let's take a look at possibly the most observed repair work in some time. This is the work to fix the roller coaster at Carowinds, that Fury 325 roller coaster video. Now, just into our newsroom, this is the last hour or so, crews working on the site there. Carowinds saying that after that broken support beam is eventually repaired, technicians are going to run a bunch of tests, a series of them, and a third-party testing firm is going to come in and do its own assessment. The NC Department of Labor has the final say on whether this Fury 325 ride becomes recertified for operation. Department Commissioner Josh Dobson, when asked about a timeline, told us simply it's going to take as long as it takes. If you're driving through Clayton at night, you're going to see some changes to your commute this week. I-40 West will be closed at exit 312. That's NC 42 Thursday and Sunday nights from 10 p.m. until 5 a.m. You'll take a detour onto NC 42 and US 70 to get back to I-40. This is part of the construction work to build the new 540 Southern Loop. Also, crews will be closing US 70 at NC 42 starting at 10 Friday night and lasting until noon on on Sunday, that's for the work to complete the new ramps to I-40. Drivers will be detoured down NC-42 to get to I-40. I know it sounds complicated. You'll figure it out.
This evening, the community getting its first look at something I'm very personally excited about. I live down in that area. Downtown Cary's new state-of-the-art park. It looks fantastic. The town of Cary says it's unlike anything in the region. There's a dog park, uh, a bark bar, I'm waiting to see what that is, a splash pad, grab-and-go market, botanical gardens. There's a waterfall, ponds, a skywalk over the botanical gardens. It's going to feature giant slides and climbing structures for the kids. There's an indoor and outdoor event space for food trucks, theater, concerts, private events. The list goes on and on. This is really state-of-the-art. People got a behind-the-scene look at the park's progress this evening before it opens later this year. A lot of people waiting anxiously for that, Ashley. Oh, I can hardly wait for that one to open up. Uh, Kat Campbell, if people were thinking this week is hot, consider it instead like training ground for next week's heat. Oh yeah, we are settling into the heat and it's actually today, tomorrow and Saturday. Those are the three days of the year that average the hottest. So it's that time of year when we really heat up around here, but we're going to be in the mid 90s all of next week. So be prepared for the heat. It is not going anywhere. It gets worse. In fact, we are tracking some storms as well to our northwest. We're watching these storms in West Virginia. It's this little line of storms right here that may actually move into the area after midnight. Best chances after about 2 a.m. that you could see some of these showers and storms. And I just got in a new run of future cast and this is why this particular run why I bumped up storm chances for the morning 11 p.m. still quiet around here but as we get toward 2 3 a.m. we start to see some of these scattered showers and storms approaching from the north they fill in dropping to the south by 6 a.m. so a heads up it may be a wet start to the day your morning commute could be impacted by these showers and storms in fact future cast showing pretty good chance so I bumped up that chance to 60% outside tonight though it's really beautiful in Beaufort you can see just a nice quiet evening out at the North Carolina coast and tomorrow at the coast storm chances stay pretty isolated. Best storm chances probably around the Wilmington area midday, but we're not expecting it to be a washout at the coast tomorrow. So if you're headed east, you may be able to dodge some of the showers and storms highs in the upper 80s to lower 90s there tomorrow, but mid to upper 80s, not quite as hot on Saturday. And that's because we've got more storms in the forecast at the coast on Saturday. I did want to give you a quick tropical update. We'll give another update in on this system within the next hour. A 60% chance that this could develop into a tropical depression or a tropical storm. Notice the spin it's really coming together. We're going to watch this closely. If it were to develop, it would probably be tonight or during the day tomorrow. That's when it's in the best environment for potential development. The model plots continue to carry this north into some cooler waters and then kind of do a loop as it fizzles out. We're not expecting this to impact land. And then if we look longer range, we move ahead to the weekend. We've got this big plume of Saharan dust that begins to spread to the west into the central Atlantic. And we could see that plume of dust even arrive on the east coast in the southeast as we head into the middle of next week. Notice a lot of Saharan dust in the Gulf of Mexico as well. This is not dangerous. It's not anything to be concerned about. In fact, there's some upsides to it. It actually enhances your sunrises and sunsets. It's in the upper levels of the atmosphere, so we wouldn't expect it to impact air quality, at least the way the atmosphere is set up now. And the Saharan dust really prevents tropical things from developing. So it's good news. We like to see it this time of year. High temperatures tomorrow and Saturday in the lower 90s. Compared to next week, they're down, but the humidity is going to be the worst as we head into the end of this week. So just keep that in mind. Low 90s isn't exactly a break from the heat. 
heat when you factor in the humidity. The heat index will be in the triple digits most days of the next seven, and the highest storm chances come into the weekend. Ashley and Dan. Well, we are prepared. Thanks, Kat. Parents can get in on some of the big deals for the kid this weekend. What you need to know about the Kids Exchange consignment sale coming up. Start your engines. Uh, NASCAR had so much success at North Wilkesboro that they are uh, coming back. Yeah, the track hosted the 2023 NASCAR All-Star Race in May. Today, tickets went on sale for another race to be held there on September 30th. The NASCAR Wheelin, is that how it's pronounced? Wheelin Modified Tour Brushy Mountain Power Sports 150? Nailed it. Nailed it. May's event was the first at the storied track since the 90s. i got to get you to a race. <laughs> I guess so. Mm -hmm. Tickets are still available for the Panthers' annual Fan Fest at Bank of America Stadium. And it's football season. It's right around the corner. Uh, the, uh, a night of football and fireworks, all sorts of Panthers fun. It's Wednesday, August 2nd in Charlotte. That's just a few weeks from now, if you can believe it. Tickets are $5 on Panthers.com or Ticketmaster. Sales are limited to six tickets per purchase. $5 is a good price. Enjoy it. Parents, you have a chance to snag some great deals on toys and clothes and more to get the kids back to school in Raleigh. This is a great concept. The Kids Exchange Consignment Sale, it officially kicks off tomorrow with free admission. It's happening at the Jim Graham and Expo buildings at the State Fairgrounds. This is video from a previous year. There will be public shopping hours all weekend long. You can find out more on WRAL.com. I, I, I will admit, I don't know if I'm ready to start talking about football and back to school just yet. Uh, it's going to be September before I know. you know it. I don't walk into like Costco or something. They already have Halloween decorations Oh, no up. doubt. No doubt. I'm sure there's Christmas stuff coming yeah, up in a month. Now. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us here on WRAL News. Our next newscast is at 10 on Fox 50 and 11 on WRAL. Have a great night. Keep watching WRAL News over the Air Channel 34 and Spectrum Channel 1257.